What does filled with the Spirit mean? Well, that's the title topic and question for today's Daily Dose. So look, in many churches, you're going to hear people use the term or the phrase filled with the Spirit. Now, I've used this term often, probably used it today at some point, but what does it mean? Well, it seems like people use this term to describe many different things, from being synonymous with being baptized in the Holy Spirit to being empowered by the Holy Spirit, or simply feeling the presence of the Holy Spirit with you, filled with the Spirit. So which is it? All the above, or is it something more specific? Well, I decided to do a bit of a dive, a little bit deeper, to see how the Bible uses this phrase filled with the Spirit. And I was surprised to discover that the term is only used eight times in the New Testament. It's used three times in the Gospel of Luke and five times in the book of Acts. So, by the way, the, the word, the Greek word for filled with the Spirit is a word pimplemi, pimplemi, which literally means to fill full of. So, here it is, right here, filled with the Spirit. Here it is in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verse 15. It says that John the Baptist, it says that he, was, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. And, and here's a cool thing, he was. It says that John the Baptist leapt in his mother's womb. Why? As a means of proclaiming the presence of the Messiah Jesus, his cousin, who was in Mary's womb at the same time. I mean, this is cool. This is cool. John, as a preborn, was already an evangelist, pointing people to Jesus. Why? Because he was filled with the Spirit at that moment. Then in Luke 1, verse 41, Scripture says that when Elizabeth, that's John the Baptist's mom, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, it says the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth then was filled with the Holy Spirit. So now, not only John the Baptist was filled with the Spirit, then Elizabeth gets filled with the Holy Spirit. But why and for what purpose was she filled? Well, after Elizabeth was filled with the Spirit, she, it says, in a loud voice exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. So what was Elizabeth doing? She was filled with the Spirit for the purpose of pointing people once again to Jesus. Then finally, in Luke chapter 1, again, verse 67, it says that his father, speaking of John the Baptist's father, Zechariah, it says that he was filled with the Holy Spirit and that he prophesied. And what did Zechariah do? He prophesied about Jesus. So we discover something about each of these moments when somebody was filled with the Spirit. Number one, each time it was a temporary filling or was it a temporary empowering of the Spirit. The second thing we discover, it's that they were filled with the Spirit or empowered by the Spirit for the purpose of pointing people to Jesus. Again, each time Pimpleme was a temporary empowering. Why? So that people would give supernatural testimony to Jesus. So we could say that, that this whole concept of filled with the Spirit, biblically, is really an evangelistic word or term. But hey, let's continue now into the book of Acts. We looked at it in Luke, now the book of Acts. Notice it's only Luke who uses the phrase filled with the Spirit, pimpleme. He used it in his gospel and also in the book of Acts. So here it is in Acts. And at first we're going to start with the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, verse 4. And we read, it says that all of them, everyone in the upper room, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. 
Well, what was the ultimate result of this filling of the Holy Spirit? Why did they have these tongues? So that they could profess the gospel of Jesus, declare Jesus as the Messiah. And the result was people got saved. 3,000 people were baptized and added to the church that day. Wow. Filled with the Spirit. The gospel goes forth. 3,000 people added to the kingdom of light. Acts chapter 4, verse 8. Then we read this. It says that then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, quote, rulers and elders of the people, and on and on and on. Again, again, someone is filled with the Holy Spirit, in this case, Peter. And the result is a supernatural sharing of the gospel and a pointing of people to Jesus. Acts 4, 31, the next one. It says, as they prayed, they were praying for Peter, man. They were just praying that he gets, get rescued, right? As they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And what was the result of being filled with the Spirit? They spoke the Word of God boldly. Wow. Acts chapter 9, verse 17 says, Then Ananias went to the house and entered it, placing his hands on Saul. He said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be what? Filled with the Holy Spirit. And what was the result of Paul being filled with the Spirit at that moment? He got up and he began to preach the gospel of Jesus. And the rest is history, as they say. Finally, Acts chapter 13, verse 9 says, Then Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked straight at Elymas and said, and he goes on and on. He basically, at that point, rebuked this guy for perverting the gospel. Paul set him straight with the truth of the gospel. Again, each time the Greek word pimpleme, which means to fill full of, each time it's used, it's, it's indicating that it's a temporary empowering to give supernatural testimony to Jesus. It's an evangelistic tool, the filling of the Spirit for that purpose. Furthermore, it's not a one-time occurrence. In other words, you don't get filled once and remain filled always. As we're reading these eight examples, the person is filled for a moment or for a specific purpose. However, that same purpose, person can then experience another filling at another time as the Lord wills. In other words, filling can happen again and again and again. Be filled, be filled again, and be filled again. Here's something else that's interesting. In none of these cases do we see the person actually asking for the filling of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, in all these verses, Luke and in Acts, that we studied, the Holy Spirit just came on them and gave them the words to speak. Now, that sure sounds a lot like what Jesus said would happen when He said that for, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. Don't worry. Don't worry. The Holy Spirit's going to give you the words you're going to be filled with the Spirit. By the way, that was from Luke 12, verse 12. That's so cool. So, now there's so much more about the Holy Spirit and how He interacts with, with us, those of us who are born again in Christ Jesus, who are born again and now have the full indwelling of the Holy Spirit within us. So, we just studied one facet of the Holy Spirit and His interaction with God's people. Now, We've also read things in, in Acts about people who are full of the Spirit. That's something completely different. We're also encouraged to eagerly desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 12, 13 and 14. Then there's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And of course, there's that call to, to keep in step 
with the Spirit so much as far as our opportunity to interact with the Holy Spirit. All of this is exciting because all of this is God. So let's continue to be those who search through Scripture to understand and then to engage with the living God on His terms. Be blessed.